Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. My name is Joe Martin. I'm pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo. Thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to this cabin talk. Uh, I really hope you get this. I'm not sure. It's a little bit late getting to you, maybe. Um, if you get this before uh, my Wednesday night class, remember, that's still available to you. It's a question and answers class. It starts at 6.30 on Wednesday night. But this Sunday, I'm going to be talking the second part on this talk about prayer. And um, it is true, so th this will maybe limit my talk a little bit. But when everything's said and done about prayer, it seems like there's a lot more said about it than actually done. The most important thing you can do is pray. And of course, there are different kinds of prayers, and this can be kind of confusing when you're reading your Bible. Now, I want to say, if you if you haven't yet, maybe stop this video and pray for a few minutes. Take a few minutes to be quiet and pray. Take, um, bring, unburden yourself some. You can wait till after, but maybe if you wait until you've heard this whole message, you could pray and then share it with somebody if it's helpful. There's really three types of prayer, big ideas of prayer in scripture. Sometimes we, we kind of, kind of, uh, get confused because we kind of hold one against the other. There is, first of all, closet prayer, the kind I'm talking about, where you get alone with God. Jesus did this. He got up a great while before day sometimes. And it wasn't because that was particularly a better time of day. It was because probably it was the only time he could get some alone time. Jesus says in Matthew, he says, go into your closet and pray. And your father who sees in secret reward you openly. In other words, do the interior work of your prayer life. So this closet prayer. And Jesus is very clearly teaching that you shouldn't pray, um, you know, performance prayers. You should pray, first of all, the foundation is your closet prayer to get your heart set on God every day. The second ty type of prayer is corporate prayer, where we pray together. They lifted up their voices in one accord. So what Acts chapter four, verse uh, thirty-one says, and they, they when they and they all prayed. They lifted up their voices in one accord, and they all prayed, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word with boldness. So this is the idea of corporate prayer. And sometimes you feel like, well, I'm just going to pray quietly. I don't want to pray with anyone else. I understand, but sometimes it's really good to pray. Maybe you let the Spirit of God guide you, and you just. It's the overflow of your closet prayer time. And you forget about the, the key to corporate prayer is forget about everybody else. And as much as you can, forget about yourself and focus on talking to God about what you really, the, what that group of people, those people around you. It's really 
corporate prayer is really part of what we'll talk about Sunday is a little bit about intercessory prayer. I'm praying for others as I pray with others. But then there is the third and I think really the most important kind of prayer. If there, if that's possible, I want to be careful. I, they're all important because one leads to the other. Ceaseless prayer. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Jesus said, abide in me or reside in me all the time. Abide in me and if I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He was saying, I want you to walk and cultivate an awareness of God and an awareness of God's awareness of you. I want you to do that. Closet prayer. So as you see, you're going down the road and somebody's annoying you. God, help that person and help me not to be annoyed. <laughs> Somebody hurts you for the umpteenth time, you pray, God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. It's just be instant in prayer. Closet prayer. This is the idea of abiding. And really, it is the... it is. It takes some concentration, and this is hard to do in a time in our society where we have a lot of distractions. And you say, well, what should I pray about? Well, I can't tell you. You have a lot of your own burdens and struggles, but there are a number of things I pray about every day, and I pray for the people that I I really have on my prayer list every day. I always pray that God would give me strength because I need it. I pray for wisdom. He says, ask and I'll give it to you in James 1. I pray for love. This is what 1 Thessalonians 3.12 says. And, you know, I, I lift this up to the Father that you might abound and you might increase and abound in love for one another and all people. And so I pray for love, for a bigger love, my love to grow. And I pray for you. I pray for this church. I pray for individuals and for the church that we would get better at loving one another. Boy, if there's ever a day where we need to really abound in love because that's how we are known, that we love one another. You know, and I talked about forgiveness last week. and I know that was really hard for some of you because we live in a day of transactional forgiveness. We live in a day where there's a lot of people that, that think forgiveness is just a cop out. We live in a day where... Sometimes we call forgiveness things that aren't forgiveness, like like just minimizing or ignoring or, or saying it was no big deal. But forgiveness involves really dealing with it, not rushing through it. But you really recognize how bad someone hurt you. You face it for all of its ugliness, just like the cross. And then you still say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Really, the only alternative, there is no future without doing that. You just get stuck. But then there's also, I, I pray for wisdom and strength and love and for anointing to do the things that God wants me to do. Like, God, I need your extra power and strength for this. And then for direction. You know, he says, submit your plans to the Lord and he'll cause them, he'll bring them to pass. He'll confirm them. You know, it's really important to just seek God's direction and wait patiently on him. So these are all things. Now this Sunday I'm going to talk about two pictures of prayer. Jesus gives us a couple of beautiful pictures of the kind of relationship, it's all relational, that we have in the realm of prayer. It's not some kind of a mechanical thing. It's a relational thing. 
So I really pray that you'll listen. I pray that you'll come Sunday. You know that sometimes there's no substitute for for just being together. You just if you can be there and I realize sometimes you're sick or sometimes some of you live farther away and that's harder and sometimes you know maybe it's impossible because you live across the world. But if you can be present, you know that and you need to make that an effort. You know, one of the great treasures that we have lost, and sometimes people ask me, what do you see going on? I see what I, what really concerns me, what I don't see going on. And I've said this maybe before, but the two things I see that really are not going on in many of your lives and many people's lives in our country is the treasuring of people, of long relationships and deeply rooted relationships that we have that 20, 10, and 20, and 30, and 40 years in your family, that these are just being discarded over, you know, arguments, you know, political arguments. You know, we, it's really sad when you see people, um, you know, disregard their relationships of years and years over allegiances to people that don't know us and never will know us, and we don't really know them, and probably they don't really care about us anyway. And yet we know each other, right? Many of you have been friends. We've been friends for years and years and years. We know each other. And we're related to each other in, in Christ and otherwise. And we need to treasure those relationships, the loss of that. Second thing is, the what I don't see happening is a treasuring of place, of your relationship to place and where you are. Like this place here. I love it. You know, I've said before that the difference between being stuck and being rooted is one word. It's love. It's affection. The, the difference between being rooted down into a place is that you love it. And the difference between that and being stuck is, one, you're staying in one place because you are, you love it. The other is you're afraid to do something different. You're afraid for all kinds of reasons. I want to call you to come back to the treasure, to recognizing in your prayer life as you pray to, and as you pray for each other, for recognizing the treasure that you have in each other and in your relationship with God, the treasure of people and the treasure of place. Thank you for watching this and please share it with someone if you think it was encouraging or helpful for you.